And I'm Tracy Fields, and we are recording live from the last office on the right. We're not recording live. No, we are recording live. Oh, we're not broadcasting. We're not broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting live. live. Normally right. I do, but I didn't because I was corrected for that right. less than three minutes ago, Emily. <laughs> so we're here today, back have, from vacay. I have, I have plenty of cold opens to prove that you did not <laughs> listen to me three minutes prior. So. Okay. All right. Well, here we are. Here we are. We're here. And we're back. Yep. And uh, today we have a special guest. Scott Waters is here with us. And we're going to let Scott introduce himself and tell us a little bit about, because I do know that three minutes ago he told me what his title was and I've already forgotten. Oh, it's lead. Three minutes ago, I said, I'm going to introduce myself. You're going to introduce <laughs> yourself. And then Scott is well, going to talk. And yeah. then you just did it. For if him. there's one thing I am, it's predictable. So there we go. All right. So Scott's here. Scott, why don't you tell us a little bit about your job, what you do, who you are? Okay. I'm um, the clinical coordinator and lead program therapist <laughs> at the Arms of Hope Bowles Campus. I love it when people have to think about their I title. Know. That's kind of like when someone says, well, what are your responsibilities? Well, exactly. the list is long, baby. I know. Right? So you can see it spinning in your head of like, well, I do a lot of things. I need to say I this in order. I don't know mm -hmm. how to say this. Right, right. Scott, how long have you been at Arms of Hope? 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What brought you out there originally? Um, God. Um, but he did. He did. <laughs> Can tell us a little bit as you do that. Will you tell us exactly what Arms of Hope is? We our, right. our listeners are familiar with it, but yeah. will you tell us a little bit? And and Arms of Hope is just neighbors down the street, and um, we I came via the 2007 housing bubble crash mm. um, because I was working in mortgage at that time, and I got laid off because mm. I was a sales trainer in a mortgage finance company. I did and not we, know that. Yeah, we were the first to go. Gosh. And so I was um, collecting unemployment. And basically at that point, my wife and I prayed to, to get the job that would get us to serving others. So oh, wow. we just basically laid out a prayer that um, no matter what, uh, we were only going to apply to jobs that we felt called to. Wow. And we we're going to accept the first job offer. Wow. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And so we had gone, I've gotten really close to getting a few jobs during that time. Um, at that moment, we had prayed about fostering and adopting older sibling groups, mm -hmm. but we didn't have the capacity in our home because we just moved her parents in with us. Right. So we didn't have the room. Oh, wow. So we thought, what's the next best thing? House parenting. Mm. And so um, we've known about, my, my dad was a deacon of our church over children's homes. Mm. And we had been familiar with children's homes I had and and uh, my wife through our congregation because we met at church. Wow, um, knew about children's homes from way back when, and um, we had kind of put some feelers out there. Um, we, Bowles has been around since 1924, hmm. and um, when I came out and interviewed, um, it was really really interesting. Um, I told my dad about it, and he said, "Oh yeah, well your great grandfather." had done some electrical work out there. Wow. No so this, this, this area has been part of my family wow. for years. Where were y'all living? At yeah. the we were in Dunkinville. My, my dad's originally from Bogota. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, Not throw this off, but be like, gotcha. I know, I was like, that, right? oh, yeah, that's how we say it. It's like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of our journey to get there. We started out as house parents. We had no parenting experience. Mm-hmm. We just celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary. Oh my, so y'all didn't have kids at the time. Oh no. You just oh, jumped no, no, right no. in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did y'all thought that this will be sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're coming to serve the Lord. <laughs> yeah. This is a nice ministry. Yes, you are. Yep. And it was, um, not sunshine and roses. Um, in fact, it was, it was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we were blessed, however, at that particular time that our CEO at that moment, Bowles Children's Home was its own separate entity. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not part of the Arms of Hope Network. And so our CEO came in after going to a conference. He and the leadership had gone to a conference or a training led by um, the now late Dr. Karen Purvis. Mm-hmm. And um, he just, he met with us as a group in tears. Mm-hmm. And he wow. said, for the past 83 years, we've been doing this thing wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh my word. And we are going to change today. Mm-hmm. And we were still barely house parenting. We're like, okay, this sounds cool. This kind of fits along with what we did, but we as a community just sat and prayed and studied together Mm -hmm. and watched videos Mm -hmm. and processed Mm -hmm. and tried to figure out how the heck are we going to do this particular parenting style for our campus. Wow. So that was the big change was the parenting style. Well, at that point, you, you didn't even realize the impact that that him, him changing the direction of that was going to have for you and your family. No idea. Oh, wow. Whatsoever. Yeah. Because now, Scott, now you're in the videos that yeah. people use to learn how to do this. They're trust-based relational intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Purvis was a huge, to say a huge impact is almost too small um, of a, I guess, um, a title. Yeah. Uh, you know, we... I think I'm not even, I don't even remember when we actually met you, but it was, maybe you remember, I, I can't remember how long ago it was or whatever, but we were, we had been fostering and had adopted a couple of children and we did have a couple of biological children as well. And we never, we couldn't have even dreamed of how bringing a children with trauma into our home, early trauma could how that would and could affect our entire house and home and lives. And uh, Dr. Purvis was actually one of our children's doctors. And she told me, I'll never forget. She said, you have a very scared little girl in your home. Mm -hmm. You know, she's safe, but she doesn't know she's safe. And I know you've heard that line a bajillion times, Mm -hmm. but you so you get to this point where you say, okay, it's you and, and your sweet wife. And you say, okay, we've been doing this now for this long. We're going to have to learn this new system. Mm-hmm. So what happened after that? Did you remain house parents there like doing that or what, what was kind of your journey? Well, the, the journey was, I mean, we really didn't know mm. that there was a new system because this was like a month after we got there. Right. So oh, we had wow. no, so you're just style. learning. Yeah. We just picked it up. And we're like, okay, this is, this seems good. This seems this seems all right, and this seems right. It kind of fit wow. with who we are as people as well. Um, so we we continued on the journey, and we really uh, tested and were tested by yeah. TBRI mm-hmm. um, and by the kiddos, and um, mm-hmm. we discovered very quickly with a really a couple of really hard cases um, that it works. Wow. We found a deep sense of connection 
yeah. with um, some of our kids in a very, very short time. Mm -hmm. And it really, truly, and I, I try to explain this to people, especially brand new to TBRI, um, it actually makes parenting easier. It does. It makes you feel so much better about yourself. The kids feel so much better about themselves. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, it was still hard. And um, so um, in our journey as house parenting, we decided to resign mm. after about a year, year and a half. And at that moment, we had nothing to go into. We just knew that we wanted to follow our original dream, which was foster and adopt older sibling mm -hmm. groups. Mm. And um, so we prayed about that. We actually um, decided to take a trip. We took a trip and we decided on that trip, we were going to, um, it was a trip to Cancun. Wow. We were going to make the big decision about leaving sure. house parenting. Oh, wow. Okay. We made it to rock while we had decided. Yeah. <laughs> right. We were done. Right. And so um, it was a great vacation, by the way. Um, after that, Highly part, recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we felt that freedom of, of that weight being lifted. We had no idea what we were going into right. um, or leaving. So we talked to um, some of uh, the folks around us and mm -hmm. realized that there was a sibling set of three at that time who mm -hmm. were just in CPS custody. We did CPS placements for a long while and they were able to be adopted. Oh. And in fact, we had... Um, these were the first kids we ever met on the campus. Mm. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. And so we had, um, uh, prayed about it. We, we invited the, the leadership team in and they were against employees adopting kids, mm -hmm. okay. um, for good reason. Cause Absolutely. a lot of kids have gotten hurt that way. Um, but they prayed with us and they said, if, if God's for it, then how can we be against it? Yeah. Mm. And so they facilitated that adoption. And they were placed in our cottage after that, mm. after we had had kids leave. And we were basically holding on, um, waiting for our house to come up under under lease or off of the lease and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Because we at least ended up leasing out our house. And during that about three, four month span, um, my uh, the leadership team came to us and said, we really wish y'all could stay. Mm -hmm. And we said, we really wish we had a job to go to. Yeah. And they, we like money. Yeah. 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 Money. Help required. me. Help you. Help uh, me. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And so they created a position for me. Um, I did not have a bachelor's degree at that time, mm -hmm. but they created a position for me that was full-time and a PRN position for mm -hmm. my wife. Nice. Wow. And we were kind of filling in for house parents. We were leading nurture groups, doing a little bit of TBRI. Um, leading life skills, things like this. Okay, and that's just classes y'all are holding there. Or what does that look like? Well, for for life skills for the teens, it's pretty simple stuff. It's like budgeting and cooking, cool. and I could man, I could teach those all day. Yeah, it, yeah it's stuff no that you. Cool. It's stuff that if you grow up in a in a what we would call like a, a normal and intact family in a home yeah. that you would kind of pick up on. You know, like oh someone's going to show up for me and then we're going to cook dinner together or we're going to learn, you know, mom's going to give me $15 a week right. and I have to figure out how to make this work, blah, blah, blah. But if you, if you've been interrupted, if that, if that system has been interrupted and you're living with people who aren't your parents, a lot of things can shut down yeah. mentally because you can't manage those things. And so to have adults go, Hey, let's kind of try to get on track here and figure some of these out so that you can have independence and in some of the life you want and you can depend on us, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it, it's being more deliberate mm -hmm. about parenting. Yes. Okay. Being more, more deliberate about the, about the relationship Yeah. and looking for the needs of the child mm -hmm. and where the gaps are and trying to fill in those gaps 
in an age appropriate way. Yes. You know, yeah. if I come across a teenager who wasn't held as a baby, I'm not going to pick him up in my arms and goo goo gaga him. Right. But I am going to give him safe and healthy touch as often as I can yeah, yeah, because yeah. he needs it. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, he's going to seek it in inappropriate ways. Yeah. Would you give an example for our listeners who are here in our in our church? Mm-hmm. What would be uh, an example of safe and appropriate touch with a student? So let's say that we have in our kids ministry, mm-hmm. along with our students, even mm-hmm. even adult to adult, because no one knows everyone's history. Mm-hmm. What's an example of safe and appropriate touch? Um, fist bumps, high fives, asking for and um, accepting um, side hugs. Yeah. Yeah, those are safe. That's safe touch. Okay. Elbow bumps. Um, and, and, and that's probably as far as you might want to get in a right. church type setting. Mm-hmm. For families at home, especially with kids that they're not sure of, maybe getting close to one another on the couch mm-hmm. while we're playing video games, mm-hmm. you know, and doing mm-hmm. elbow bumps and things like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, that's what we're talking about. Because there are a lot of people don't understand if they're not in that system that like, uh, there will be kids who, if they come from a hard place that if you try to, if you, if you touch them with your shoulder and their shoulder, they're going to retract. Absolutely. I mean, big time, like yeah. don't touch me. You know, the, yeah. the, re- where some people, like if you have your child that you hug and they lean in that these kids are not leaning in. No. It's, it's a lot of times we, you know, we have to teach these children, Hey, let's role play this. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, if you yeah. fall and hurt yourself, then when that happens, instead of running and hiding, I want you to try to run to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, we had to do that with one of our child, Absolutely. one of our children. Yeah. 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 Because that's that. I mean, you think about it, every mammal and some birds, mm-hmm. when they get scared, Mm-hmm. They go to they go to their primary caregiver, yeah. and our kids don't always know that. Mm-hmm. Or in a lot of our cases, they get hit when they run to the primary caregiver. Yeah. So they just don't know what to do at that right. point. So going under a rock like a snake does, it mm-hmm. seems very very natural for mm-hmm. them. So healthy touch that we get from well, I mean from in euro into infancy. Um, is something that has to be relearned sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, very hard. Yeah. That, that's what I keep thinking is like that just relearning for even adults, like you in that situation. And then like for the kids teaching them mm-hmm. this, that there can be safe relationship here and this can be comforting and yeah. you know, where it doesn't have to be like that. And that's yeah. right. And that's honestly, that's the, what I tell every parent of every team, yeah. no matter if they're coming from a exactly. hard place or not, yes. yeah. is when you're about 12, 13, mm-hmm. your time for teaching is over. Yeah. I mean, it's no, it's done. true. Yeah. It's done. It's true as a parent. Yeah. yeah. Because they can't, it's like, they're trying to learn autonomy. They're trying to learn how to wow. reach out on their own and things like that. At that point, your job is to create model and prepare a safe base for them to return to. Yeah. And that's it. Wow. Yeah, man, I say this all the time. Like when, when I talk with parents is like, I don't know what your goal is, but I want my kids to come home at Christmas. Darn right. And so <laughs> if you, if you don't want your kids to come home at Christmas when they get older, cause they'll have a choice then. Mm-hmm. And it may be that little things come up or they make other plans. Then guess what? You better not grok about every single thing that's happening at this point. You know, yeah. you just <laughs> got to have to let it happen. So yeah. would you mind talking a little bit about your, your children, you, a, a son and two daughters Yes, and kind of, Tell about when you um, became their parent uh-huh. and a little bit about that. Okay. So um, we, there were the first kids mm-hmm. in our, um, that we met um, on our interview. 
And um, we had entered a situation where a, uh, they needed boys house parents uh, because one of the boys, our son was living with the girl's cottage Mm. because that's where his siblings were. And Mm. there was not enough room in the other boy's cottage. So he was the first kid in our cottage Mm. and um, we fell in love with him and um, his sisters Mm -hmm. um, naturally. Um, and so when it was them that were available, mm-hmm. we immediately pursued it and started working with, um, folks around this area, the mm-hmm. wonderful Emma Castleton really yeah. helped mm-hmm. facilitate. And, um, so it, 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 we ended up going through the placements and they were placed on my wife's birthday mm-hmm. in 2009, uh, March 31st. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What's really cool about that though. Is um, we were we got their file eventually. They were adopted mm-hmm. that that uh, next, whenever National Adoption mm-hmm. Day is October November ish, yeah. mm-hmm. right around there. Um, but, but we ended up getting their file, and we, and we saw that they were placed at Bowles mm-hmm. in two thousand seven on my birthday. Oh, no way! Yeah, and we came in, in like November wow. later on. Oh, that is wow. so cool. So they're like, hey, okay, you know what? Coincidences aren't really that. No, no right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So they came to live with us. Um, again, they were 7, 13, and 16 at that time. Wow. So we were crazy with the capital C. And yeah. we... Um, <laughs> that's quite some gaps. You know what? Just, that's why I'm like, if, if the what? Lord, if you, if we walk into this going, oh, yeah, I can do this, I always think that has to be Jesus. Oh, yes. my word. That has to be the Lord okay. saying. Because, you know, there's been other situations that I've walked into and I've trusted my feelings on where I've been like, no, no. I'm right. not doing that. But with, with my children, mm-hmm. I've always walked into it and I've had like older adults or people who are very wise who have said, are you sure? And it, and it was, and I'm just like, I, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it to be yeah. true as well as I knew, like having my children, my, the birth children I have, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it really, I say this all the time for us, it was no different as far. And I mean that as far as like the love Mm-hmm. that I felt, you know, I love it. it it's, it's this crazy thing when people say, well, you know, if you, if you're listening and you have children in your home already that you have literally given birth to, mm-hmm. they'll say, well, I don't know that I would love a child that I adopted as much. Right. What I would say to them, and I have said this before, is you need to be careful because you might love them more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They never think about that opposite side of that because there is a, a real sense in which it it can feel very terminal because you love them so much mm-hmm. and you can do so little. Yeah. You, you give all of your life, mm-hmm. but there's, it is a, it's a real um, deep, deep love picture of the gospel, even in my it, opinion. It so. is. It is. And, and interestingly enough, when we receive children in our home, even with the foster, with the house parent thing, um, some of those natural biological changes that happen in women, mm-hmm. the intensive or the super sensitive hearing um, and stuff <laughs> like that in, in life sleeping, that happened in my life. Sure does. Yeah. Wow. Never had kids. And sure it happens. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it was wild. We, we, we noticed those changes. Um, and, and so when you adopt any kid, especially teenagers, you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Even if you look up and down their file, that's not going to tell you anything. Right. It all has to do about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And for us, what we learned really the hard way, but um, had to learn was even if these kids don't change, because that's, that's right. what we think mm-hmm. is, well, we're going to oh go gosh, change yeah. them. We're going to go change them. We're going to change the world. And when it really boiled down to was we had to do the changing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
man oh that's that's like when you say that it's like i can just feel that so deeply you know just that it changes you Mm -hmm. you know and it's Mm -hmm. like you keep talking about your story and i just think like man like god's sovereignty in hand was just in so many different areas to lead up to that Mm -hmm. you know but it's but you're also talking about how hard it is you know and it's just that beautiful picture of like well it's we're not guaranteed for it to be easy either. Right, you know? right, right. I heard that. I was listening to um, something by, I think, Barbara Brown Taylor mm-hmm. this morning. And um, she said, a lot of times our faith is um, hoping that it's not going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not true faith. Good. Yeah, it's right. not. Okay? Right. Faith is there in the middle of the hardship, in the middle of the whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and, going through the stuff and not having this firm belief that I'm going to get through it mm-hmm. because that's not faith either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, true faith is having those questions mm-hmm. and we had the tons of questions about mm-hmm. whether we were cut out for it, whether we could do this, how are we going to survive? Man. But God got us through. But yeah. God. Yeah. And Scott, that's the truth. <laughs> like you've been an example to all of us, in my yeah. opinion, like mm-hmm. who've walked, we walk this journey with you, but even, um, just in us watching you continue to go. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is one of those things where we're kind of in this, um, I don't know, sorority or fraternity or whatever, where we're all in this together and we don't really have to say a whole lot about knowing, uh, we don't have to explain ourselves. You know, one of the mm-hmm. things uh, when you spoke the other day that I felt like you kind of put it in a different way and I, that I really appreciated is, I love that you start started with the origin of connection, because one of the things that you you do really well, uh, you know, when we think about parenting a lot, we think about that correction aspect. But one of the things that you were bringing out based on the trust based relational intervention model is that um, connection is going to be the big part of the pyramid for us. It's going to be the base. We want connection. And you talked about um, well, you talked about creation, number one, mm-hmm. with God. And then you went into talking about how we all began as an egg. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to survive, we had to connect. Absolutely. And I'd like you to speak about that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the in the beginning, in our <laughs> beginning, um, we were the fertilized egg. Mm-hmm. And we made our way through the fallopian tube mm-hmm. to our mother's womb. And in that womb... In order to survive, our DNA told us to connect mm-hmm. because we needed that attachment mm-hmm. to really keep us, um, to give us the nurturing that yeah. we needed. And um, at that moment, we received a portion of everything that our mother went through, mm-hmm. whether it be good stuff or bad stuff, um, whether it's uh, uh, sounds we get a version of, <laughs> lights we get a version of. <laughs> Right. Whether we get um, uh, motion, mm-hmm. it's like little baby mm-hmm. six flags going on in there, yeah. you know, and all those things are happening. Good and bad. Mm-hmm. Right. If if the mom is super stressed, then we receive a por- portion of that cortisol. Mm-hmm. Um, if the mom um, brings substances, then we get a portion of those as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, at the moment of birth after nine ish or so months where we are pushed out or pulled out or a little (laughs) bit of both out of our reality Mm -hmm. and everything changes Mm -hmm. at that moment 
we become participants in the connection. Okay. We begin to be active participants, not just that first connection, but we become active participants because everything at that point is bright and loud mm-hmm. and scary. Yeah. And quite honestly, we think we're going to die. Yeah. Okay. And so we express that distress mm-hmm. through a cry. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first things that doctors, nurses, midwives, doulas, they look for mm-hmm. is that cry from that baby because that shows an active, healthy baby. Mm-hmm. Baby who's not crying is not healthy. Mm-hmm. So we actively participate in that cry. And at that moment, the goal is to stop the crying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the best way to stop that crying, um, what we found through research is usually skin on skin contact. Mm-hmm. If we can provide it, yeah. you know, some babies are born with um, skin that's too brittle mm-hmm. and we can't do that. And mm-hmm. so that skin on skin contact, and I've never met a mother mm-hmm. who will ever look at that baby and go, look what you put me through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No kidding. You know, they look at that baby and go, Oh my gosh, we made it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of that verse. I think it's in John and I laugh every time I read it. That's like, it's like a mom who just gave birth and it's like painful, painful. And then it's like, Oh, this is beautiful. It's yeah. the best joy in the whole world yeah. where you're like, Oh yeah, no, yeah. that seems right. You know, right. or it's yeah. just like, this was so painful, but that you're totally worth it and everything. You know? And I know you and I have both heard this before, but like with, with, with my first two children, you know, when there was not a time that I was not happy, mm-hmm. I gave birth to them and I was like, it was joy. Yeah. And I looked at them. You, you talked, you talked about this. I looked at them with delight Absolutely. and I looked at them with love and joy and everything was happy from the moment I found out I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I was so happy mm-hmm. and that yeah. that's communicated to my child too. Mm-hmm. But in our populations that we work with a lot, we have children that have never felt that right. from their mother because there was stress and there was, oh, yeah. there was not joy because it was uh, it could have been a rape or it could have been, mm-hmm. you know, a number of different things mm-hmm. or, you know, there was not stable housing. So mm-hmm. there was not enough food. There was not, an, I mean, a, a million things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when that is messed up, Mm-hmm. I mean, there has to be, and I, I, this is what I stress a lot with foster care. There has to be an adult who comes in and says, let me help. Let me do this. Right. Let me bring you in and look at you with delight. And I know, um, I, I'll never forget way back when Oprah was on. One of the things that she said is that a child knows whose eyes light up when they come in the room. Mm-hmm. A child knows whose eyes light up when, the, when they come in the room. And so when we see these kids come in, if we overreact and we're like, Oh, Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Where have you been? What have you been doing? That does something to them chemically. It does something to their neurochemistry to them as a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so going back and taking that, that and going back to that initial reaction Mm -hmm. for our, for our kids, when they say, Oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Wow. Yeah. Then we bring them close and we go, you're not going to die. We got you. I got you. We got you. We can do this together. We just made it through just Mm -hmm. a mess, but we can do this. Mm -hmm. And then we also look upon them um, with the light. A baby can see about 10 inches Mm -hmm. when they're born. Mm -hmm. That is the distance between the mother's breast and her Mm -hmm. face. Yeah. So when they, she being created an image of God, Mm -hmm. going from completely surrounded by the image of God in the womb, to now looking and gazing upon the image of God, mm-hmm. her body naturally reacts to the image of God in the child mm-hmm. with delight. Yeah. 
and joy. So the first thing that we see and can focus on is someone delighting in us. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, mm -hmm. God created the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. And on the first day after he said, let there be light, God looked upon the creation and said, it is good. Mm -hmm. Going on for the next five days, at the end, after he created woman, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> he looked upon all of creation and said, it is very good, very very good. good. excellent, yeah. superb, mm -hmm. delightful. Mm -hmm. There are some um, uh, ancient Hebrew uh, rabbis who say that creation actually reacts mm. When God says, I delight in you, at that moment, creation becomes delight. Yeah, like that, you mm. said the dialogue that's happening there. Yeah, it it's is. beautiful. It's a wow. back and forth, okay? So when that baby looks upon that, that caregiver who's giving her delight, they then become delightful mm -hmm. and live into their delightfulness because that behavior continues mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of times mm -hmm. just in the first year. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it develops a pattern of what, um, of, of, of how much am I delighted in? Mm -hmm. What kind of needs am I going to get met? Yeah. This thing that I think is going to kill me, this grumbly in my tumbly mm -hmm. is not going to kill me because we got this. We just need a little bit of food. Exactly. And yeah. you're going to feed me. Yeah. They know who to come to. Absolutely. So Scott, it's easy for us to talk a lot about when you have a child that is super sweet and cuddly and you're holding them 10 inches from you mm -hmm. and you're making eye contact and you're doing all that. What about if you have an older child, mm -hmm. an older child comes to you, they've got a rumbly and they're tumbly and they're, mm -hmm. they're hungry and they haven't had needs met. How might that act out? Number one, how, what might that look like? Uh -huh. And then how would we know how to respond to that? Okay. So every behavior, there's a need behind the behavior. Yes. And so when a kid has that, instead of crying, like an infant does, they may have a whole host of vocabulary. Mm -hmm. They may drop the F-bomb on you about mm -hmm. 30 times yeah. um, where they're still crying. Maybe they're slamming doors, maybe mm -hmm. um, whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of church. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Which yep. we've all been through. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have to first off discover what the need is and then the process and show them that the process still works. Mm -hmm. Just like the need of the baby was to cry. Mm -hmm. And then we meet that need with the light. We've got to go through the, the same process. Mm -hmm. What we would love when babies are born to say, Mother, please, may I please have some food? Yeah. Right. You know, but they don't. They just um, cry. Yeah, they we wake would, up at all hours. Yeah. Don't we they? would. We yeah. would love our five-year-olds to say, um, will you please play with me? Mm -hmm. You know, other than, rather than kicking you in the shins. Mm -hmm. Right. But that behavior can be still the same. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that we have to do as, as adults is step in and, and look at what is the need. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. gather ourselves together. Mm -hmm. and meet that need with the light. Mm -hmm. And then we can go back and explain how we get that need met with um, how, how they can use better words yeah. for getting that need mm -hmm. met. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, Hey, you really had a hard time. It seemed like you were hungry. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got yeah. snacks. Yeah. All you gotta do is ask. I will say yes mm -hmm. to this yes basket of snacks 
every single time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All you got to do is ask, yeah. you know? And that's something that our foster and adopt parents do and do well mm -hmm. is they constantly give those yeses back mm -hmm. because meeting those needs with delight looks like yes yeah. to an older kid. Listen, I, I texted somebody yesterday and they are completely adaptive and <laughs> everything and an adult and someone had approached them about something and I texted and said, Hey, that sounds like an easy yes. Yeah. This is something I learned from training. You know, that sounds like an easy yes. I know when we had uh, one of our kids, well, actually we wound up using it with all of our children, but with one specifically, this whole idea that all behavior is communication. They may not have the words, mm -hmm. they may not have the, the right strategy, but they are trying to say and get accomplished something. And so yeah. we started keeping you know, cans, Coke, canned Cokes in the fridge and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And we would, when something would go wrong, we'd say, Hey, come here real quick. Would you, would you want a Coke? Mm -hmm. Set them down with a Coke, give them something to eat, something yeah. that they enjoy and say, okay, now talk, let's try this again. Yeah. Let's try using some good words. Mm -hmm. Can you try that again with respect? Let's do this. Mm -hmm. and, and we had to train ourselves, just like you said to mm -hmm. what is this script that we can have ready that we can go back to? Because when you're in the middle of the fight, you can't be trying to drink something up. No. Oh you can't. my gosh. You can't yeah. be looking for handles in the dark. I mean, yeah. you gotta you gotta have something ready that you can fall back to. Yeah. And one of the easiest ways that we can do this is doing this for ourselves. You know, the, the design is that we are taking care of our parents mm -hmm. at a very early age. Mm -hmm. I mean, the problem is our heads are too big. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be able to crawl. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, sure. but we have to be taken care of. And that's how we learn to regulate ourselves and learn to start to meet our needs with our caregivers mm -hmm. to eventually meet our own needs. Yeah. But our hope is if we show them and we teach them is that our kids learn to meet their own needs with delight mm -hmm. because that's what we need is we often are really, really, we're our, our own worst critics. And so if I can meet my own needs with delight, even in that moment, in the thick of it with the kiddo or with another adult, that's where we really get down to the brass tacks. Can you speak to that about um, what would it look like for Scott and Sarah or for Tracy and Gregor, for Emily and Todd to meet their needs with delight? Mm -hmm. Because when I hear that in the church culture, mm -hmm. I, boy, I can hear it with, you know, you die to yourself, uh -huh. you put others first, yep. you love your yep. neighbor, you, you know, it's like there's yep. this, there's this over exaltation of, oh, yeah. of self-denial almost. Uh -huh. like, oh my gosh. And, and so my question is real specific example of what it would look like. Well, I'll address the church culture real quick. Okay. Jesus sure. died on the cross one time. That's right. Okay. How much self-care did he do on a regular repeated basis? Mm -hmm. I mean, he was speaking to the crowd. Then he would go on top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. But look at every, almost all the time he was looking at needs mm -hmm. and he was also meeting his own needs. Mm -hmm. That's where he got tr in trouble is by eating with mm -hmm. the wrong people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. So bear that in mind if, as we go along through this process, mm -hmm. we have needs as well. Yeah. yeah. So when I'm having to meet my own need, if I'm really dysregulated with the child, I might tap out yeah. and ask somebody to step in. Mm -hmm. Okay. We like to do time ins with our kids, which yes. means we keep them close when they're struggling and need regulation mm -hmm. and we'll, or we'll make sure that they know where we are and give them a chance to either us yep. regulate with them or we'll, or we'll give them a chance to self-regulate. If I'm dysregulated, we can't do that mm -hmm. because I am now the weakest link. 
So I may do a time out mm -hmm. where I take myself in time out to give myself a chance to catch my breath. What would you tell a child if you if you needed a time out? You say the word dysregulated may uh -huh. be foreign to some people who yeah. are listening, like where you go. Oh, my gosh, I'm about to lose it on this kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that that's not what I need to do. Mm -hmm. So what would you do? It helps to have that conversation before you're dysregulated Correct. and create a safety plan. Right. So we all have our designated safe places mm -hmm. and not it's usually the room, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's like the couch. Sometimes it's like this special chair, whatever. And I often say, I, dad needs a timeout. Um, let's all go to our safe place. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And we yeah. just do it that. And whatever. everybody knows what that is before that uh -huh. moment hits. Especially with the kids that we, we haven't, we never burst. Mm -hmm. Right. We have to be very, very careful on some of the language we use. I never say go to your room. Right. Because that had some pretty horrible. They could be locked in it for 25 days. Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. That's and what I'm saying. They could for 25 days, they could be sitting in that room mm -hmm. all day, every day after school. Yeah. And you tell a kid that minute you've, you've lost any footing you've ever yeah. had with them. And so mm -hmm. go to your safe place. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's really what I yeah. say. Words are powerful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Words are powerful. And then I'll also say, Hey, uh, when I'm dysregulated, but it's something I think I can co-regulate with the child. I'll stop and go, before we do this, can we go grab a snack? Mm -hmm. And we go grab a snack and we're sitting there. And before you know it, we've pretty much solved our issue. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think it's helpful too. Like even, I mean, you may not know this, but I don't have my own kids, mm -hmm. but it's like I'm around kids enough that it's like, sometimes I think it's helpful for them to see like, oh, you as an adult get dysregulated also. And sometimes so you helpful. need a snack. You know, yeah. like, hey, They're I am feeling them. upset yeah. by this. Yeah. Can we just take a step back for a minute, have some water, grab a something, or we'll talk about this in a minute. You know, like, it's this, oh, we don't ever arrive and we've figured it out. You know, like, I don't ever want to give that portrayal. But, like, hey, man, I, I understand that sometimes it's, you know, easier to be angry than sad. Exactly. But this is, okay. you know, let's sit in this or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. It's been a real, I think it's been helpful for my children to see this is a mutual relationship Yeah. that you do things and it causes me to cry sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not crying because I can't handle it. I'm crying because it hurts my feelings right. mm -hmm. and I, because I love you mm -hmm. and I want to be able for us to have this safe conversation about this, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it, it has, I think it is good for them to um, say, see, oh gosh, she really yeah. loves me. If she didn't yeah. love me, this wouldn't hurt, you right. know, and, and yeah. I just need a minute to kind of, you know, yeah. yeah. Because we need to approach back again with the lights. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because that cycle, we need to remind yep. ourselves and the kids that that cycle continues. Because mm -hmm. we want to come back to that connection. For real. And yeah. Jesus talked about it all the time. Ask and you shall receive. Mm -hmm. Seeking yeah. you shall find, right? Mm -hmm. You know, why would you give a kid a snake when they ask for a fish what yes, kind of father does that exactly. right and so there's that that method of delight mm -hmm. and asking and seeking um i love the, the lord's prayer mm -hmm. right or as we call it the disciples prayer mm -hmm. which is lord give us this day our daily bread mm -hmm. first off your will be done mm -hmm. but this is the specific thing i'm asking yeah. for is my basic needs get met yeah. right. and then we get to participate in the process of forgive our debts mm -hmm. as we forgive our debtors mm -hmm. so now it's not only just you giving me with the light, now I get to participate in that process with others. Mm -hmm. In my yeah. personal opinion, I believe that it's our life's mission 
mm-hmm. our eternal mission to find how much God delights in us. Mm-hmm. I love that. That mm-hmm. ever ending, endless riches and grace of mm-hmm. his love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this. Um, if I were to answer that question about self-care mm-hmm. and self-regulation, yeah. the hardest part for me is asking. Mm. Asking for what I need. Yeah. And yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head by, you know, with talking about that ask and you shall receive. You mm-hmm. know, I even had a situation this week that, um, I, man, I was just really struggling. And I kept thinking, all I have to do is send a text. Mm-hmm. I need to send a text mm-hmm. and just say, hey, I don't think I can do this. Mm-hmm. That's all I ha- That's all I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And it took me probably 24 hours yeah. Mm-hmm. To to be able to just send a text. It's not even using my voice mm-hmm. in a verbal way. Yeah. And when I did, guess what I was met with? Absolutely. Absolutely. No I'm so glad you let me know that. Yeah. This is not an issue. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I I think that that whole thing of like finding out what it is for us, you know, caring about ourselves, looking at ourselves even as, you know, the things that 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 we beat ourselves up for, or we say, well, I've got to get past that. Or this happened. I, I love it when I hear people say, and I'm being sarcastic, like, well, that happened to you when you were eight or that happened to you when you were 10, you well, need to get past it. No, what, what we need to do is we need to look back at our 10 year old self or our eight year old self with our eyes now. And what would we say to ourselves at 10 or at eight? Yeah. I would say, this isn't your fault. Let's come on, come with me. Let me help. You know, we can do this, you know, yeah. come to Jesus, come yeah. ask for what you need. Yes. Ask me for what you need and I can give it to you now because I'm an adult. You know, right, yeah. really. And, and asking ourselves when I ask a, an adult, mm-hmm. what do you need mm-hmm. or a kid? My favorite answer. Oh, I know your favorite answer is I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because what that invites is relationship. Yes. And what that gives me the opportunity to do is say, then let's go figure this thing. Let's out. sit down and talk about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we're allowed to ask ourselves the same question. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do I need? Yeah. And if the answer is, I don't know. The next answer is then let's take our best guess. That's right. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, we'll find something else. Or ask and a close friend. Absolutely. What do you think I need? Yes. <laughs> yes. How can you I know? help myself? They probably know. Some, some friends I'm afraid to ask. But, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, but then the, the next question that follows that, because that's often the question that makes mm-hmm. us wait for a while, is am I worthy of getting this need met? Yeah. And they answer overwhelmingly is yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not just worthy because of who I am, but because of the love of God. Oh yeah. Right. Makes everything right. Right. Okay. So, and then at that point we find and, and, and look for, um, those opportunities. The other question that kind of follows is, can I meet this need right now? Or do I need to wait? Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a lot of hope and healing in that wait. Yeah, there is. Right. Because there are times where we do have to wait every now and again, that baby's mom's got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And they're going to be hungry for a minute. Yeah. You know, and there's going to be times where they're going to be preparing the bottle, but even the preparation of the bottle and that that cycle, knowing that it's going to happen and it's going to happen with the light. And even if it doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. something better is coming. Yes. Okay. Kind of like with my job, I was looking for a job and ended up with a career for the last Mm -hmm. 15 years. Yeah. 
I ended up burning my my master's degree Mm -hmm. at Bowles Home, right? Because of all this. And so finding those answers and helping ourselves see those answers, um, there's a lot of faith in that. It it is one of those things too, and I know we could talk about this for hours, but one of the things I, I think about that I learned through this training as well is, you know, like when when people fight against this idea sometimes of, you know, well, I had hard things happen and these kids have hard things happen. So Mm -hmm. they need to, you know, get past this or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, my abuse was worse than their abuse or this was worse than this. I always think about, okay, number one, I want to ask people, why is that your response? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the great things that came out of the training was, you know, why does this kid, this kid pushes my buttons. And, and the question was, well, why do they push their butt, your buttons? Well, the answer to that is because you have buttons. Yeah. Yep. And so it <laughs> makes you go back. It makes me go back and go, why is that a button for me? Right. Why is that a trigger for me? Yeah. Yeah. Why am I railing against this? You know, I don't get to determine how this trauma affected this kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't get to fix that kid, mm-hmm. but I get to walk with them. That's I get to show them the love of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if I can't get past my own stuff, you know, my, you know, that they're, they're triggering me or my buttons getting pushed or whatever, mm-hmm. I've got to get, I've got to work through my own stuff, right? Because it's, it's stuff and I've got to work through it in order to be able to walk and have that. This is in any relationship, not Absolutely. just foster and adoptive oh, care, yeah. but any relationship. Yeah. What we're talking about is a relationship dance. That's yeah. right. You know, where we continually have needs that are met with delight for ourselves, with others in those relationships back and forth. And we're invited into that with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the biggest thing that we could teach our kids is that the system that the dance works. Mm -hmm. This is how you dance and the dance works. Mm -hmm. If you ever fall down, get back up and keep dancing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And we can teach ourselves that as adults as well, because I, yes, you might've survived that trauma that happened to you by the grace of God, but that's not every kid's story. No, Mm -hmm. it's not. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness you survived. Yeah. Now, how can we stop that thing from happening yeah. again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I, um, when I teach little kids about emotions mm-hmm. and when I teach people in major crisis, especially with grief about emotions, because we have to relearn, mm-hmm. um, we are allowed, we, there's four basic words for emotions, happy, sad, angry, and afraid. Mm. Okay. And so when in the middle of little kids can't understand more than those four, but in the moment of crisis, we can't either, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I look at anger as a reaction mm-hmm. and anger is a reaction to pain. Mm-hmm. So my secondary thing is with this button, why am I angry? Number one, this thing makes me angry. Mm-hmm. What hurts? Mm-hmm. And when I dig down to that hurt, that really takes me back to, do I really want this to hurt right now? Mm-hmm. And it seems to make that button fade mm-hmm. doesn't always disappear right, right. but it fades right. and it's less of a reaction because i can realize when this kid's coming at me with this business mm-hmm. i can see this is my reaction mm. not them right. making me react right yeah yeah that's good so what is your daily kind of look like at arms of hope now <laughs> me? like are yeah are you like teaching this are you in camp, like, are you, is it counseling sessions? So when you like, leave here today, like, when yeah. you leave here today, what would your day look like on a normal? On a normal basis, yeah. I'd be seeing clients. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
by clients, you would mean that this, the demographic that you work with the students who I'm talking about the residents in our residential program, mm -hmm. which are, um, at this point, anywhere from 11 to 18, mm -hmm. um, five is our, where we can start with at age five. Okay. Um, then our college and career participants, mm -hmm. which are, you know, the 18 to 25 ish area. Yep. Okay. And then our single moms, which are 18 to Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go and say the, the ages, but the, yeah. you know, it's on up there. Yeah. Right. And so those are the, those are the clients that I'm working with. But Scott, you work with parents and families as well. And I know that our, you, you do a lot more than just what's contained in that geographic. Yeah. yeah that area. We heard it in the pause when you were saying your job title. Yeah. <laughs> we, There's more in there. And, and also, I mean, we benefit, I, I look, I don't know if y'all look at us this way, but we look at y'all as just partners because oh, yeah. we have, um, we benefit here in this body with, mm -hmm. we have about 10 students that are here weekly yeah. and have been for two years mm -hmm. that we consider a part of this ministry mm -hmm. and not, not an appendage, but I mean like an actual part of this body, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so we benefit from that too, because we know that when they are, when, when our students, we consider them, our students are on your campus and you're working with them and then they're coming here. Yeah. We know that what's happening there is you're not undermining anything and we're not undermining no. anything no. here. We're trying to work together in this beautiful dance, like you said, you know, mm -hmm. to with all of our students, not just yeah. the students that happen to be on that campus, but all of the students, you know, I was sharing with a parent the other day that we were talking about camp and I said, oh yeah, it would probably be a cold day before I would ever send a kid home from camp. Mm -hmm. Right now, when I was 20 years old, if a kid did something, I would be like, you're going home. I'm, calling, <laughs> I'm, I'm not home. sending a kid home from any, <laughs> no. from anything no. because there's not a reason to, no. because I know that all of this escalation, we can bring that down. We can work mm -hmm. together to try to provide this really great environment for these kids, this soil, mm -hmm. so that this will be something they look back on and go, then that was a good time, mm -hmm. a good time of growth. And they grew up and have their own families. Mm -hmm. And yeah. 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 And both of you are changed through that. Both of us. You know, like it's home. not just like we we're talking yeah. about, it's not just the kid changing, but it's like we're changed too in that interaction. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. We definitely love the love that Crosspoint shows our kids. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. It's yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And so, um, no, I, it's, it's all a part of it. And mm -hmm. that's why we need communities like this to mm -hmm. step in and kind of keep that dance going with mm -hmm. our kiddos. Yeah. Because after a while, we kind of get sick of the dances that we're surrounded by, yeah. especially mm -hmm. teens who are yeah. new and novel. So they need to know that the other people can't, that the dance continues mm -hmm. outside of what we're showing them. Mm -hmm. It's not just this crazy bowls. Home yeah. It's thing. not just there in that right. like little that campus. Yeah. yeah. That campus it's, and y'all, y'all are actually doing the hard work and heavy lifting of all of this. Okay. I mean, it is like, we have great, y'all have great house parents mm -hmm. that some who have been there for four years, that's 24 hours a day, mm -hmm. seven days a week of ministry. Yeah. And, you know, really that's the hard work. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, all the time. Okay. And so the nitty gritty, so appreciative, yeah. you know, all the time. And, and I will also say the, um, the mom who decides at this point, she's ready to change the trajectory for herself mm -hmm. and her kids. Those are also the frontline mm -hmm. who are just really stepping out on mm -hmm. faith yeah. and doubt and all that fun stuff that yeah. we just 
cringe at, mm-hmm. but she's really just doing it. And um, so they, they've got a lot of the heavy lifting too. They do. So that's what we're trying to do is we, we also teach classes there. Yes. Um, Sally DeRoe and I um, facilitate a making sense of your worth uh-huh. program that, that helps them tap into their self-worth. So it's an eight week to hour a week class that we that's teach cool. mm-hmm. um, to our single moms and our residents and our college students. Um, And then for our parents, we teach a parenting for positive Mm self-worth that takes that making sense of your worth Mm -hmm. combined with TBRI Mm -hmm. to um, really make it hit home for for parents to show their kids, show them how to teach their kids self-worth. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Well, the training we went to the other day was so helpful. I mean, it really was so good. I was like, okay, we need Scott for much longer. And Mm -hmm. then Ginevra. And then I can't remember the other couple people that talked. Yes. Yes. It was just so good and insightful. But as we're wrapping up, we like to ask um, everyone we have on this question. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're going to have a really good answer. So no pressure. But what would you tell your younger self? Like that middle we typically think back like middle school high school age because that's kind of who we're talking to is like youth and young adults yeah so in the work that i do um i actually you talked about kind of going back and parenting yourself a little bit mm-hmm. because every now and again i look at myself and i see that eight-year-old scared kid yeah. or that you know oh gosh that awkward 13 year old you know mm-hmm. um with just hair out the wazoo and mm-hmm. short shorts on um oh good we're gonna need a picture of this no yeah. uh-huh. they're burned yes yeah <laughs> I love it. Air burn. uh, but I, so i tell this all the time and, and the first word is bro oh mm-hmm. yeah bro yeah we got this mm-hmm. we got this mm-hmm. you are so valued yeah and so loved yeah and not just by the people that you're around, mm-hmm. but you've got this, mm-hmm. this dance, this thing that you're just terrified of. Mm-hmm. It's works mm-hmm. and, 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 and you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word. Even, it, you know, it's like short, simple and sweet, but really is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, we appreciate your time. Thank yeah, you. For, Thank you. You came to us early. Yeah. Trace yeah. even bought your love with coffee. Oh my gosh. Me <laughs> yeah. that need and gosh. with delight. That's Ooh. right. So much delight. Yeah. Uh-huh. We we love you guys. And, and for those of uh, the people who've listened who are not a part of Cross Point Fellowship, um, is it okay for them to reach out to you if they wanted you or you could put them in contact with someone who could kind of walk them through some of this training, maybe for their children's uh, workers or their young adult workers or youth workers or whatever would that be something that we could put out there absolutely how and i'll do my best to meet the need yeah. with yeah. delight as much as i can or okay. try to to um, link up but um email is the best way okay and it's s waters okay. and there's two t's in water so it looks like swatters right uh-huh <laughs> swatters yes. never gonna forget that swatters. yes at, at armsofhope.org. Okay. We'll put it in the way. show notes. Yeah. Tracy's going to put it in the show notes. I, I don't. Emily's going to put that in the show notes. <laughs> so anyway. So waters. waters. I'll never forget that in my whole life. I know. Yeah. Actually, so I anyway, will never gosh, forget. We love you guys and thankful yes. for you and, and all you do here. So yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, if you want to reach out, you know how to find us. Find us on Instagram at the underscore UCast. And we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you later. Thank you.